Last week, we kicked off this series, and what we're actually trying to do with this series, let me unpack it a little bit with Awaken the Wonder, is we're looking at the attributes of God, the attributes of God, but from the starting place of a little child. And the reason why we're looking at it from the starting place of a child is because we believe that, that the Bible teaches us that there's some attributes of God that you can never get or you could get a better understanding if you start from the starting place of a child. And so a lot of times a child will look at life and look at everything with eyes of wonder. And so we're hoping that through this series you will awaken to the wonder of who God is toward you, toward me, towards all of us. And the reason we're doing this is because Jesus, he said something very amazing. Whenever some parents were bringing children to, to Jesus to, for him to place his hands on them or for the, the, ki- the parents wanted uh, Jesus to pray for their, their kids or just to touch them and lay hands on them, the disciples, they were trying to shoo the little children away. They're like, no, 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 don't mess with, don't, don't mess with the master. Leave him alone. He's too busy for that kind of stuff. And Jesus was actually upset by that. And Jesus didn't like what the disciples were doing. And he said, no, 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 no. Let the little children come to me, he said. And then he said something really interesting in verse 15. In Mark chapter 10, he said, I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like what? Everybody say this aloud. Like a little child will never enter it. So anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And Jesus, he was teaching He was teaching us that we can be intellectual, that's a good thing. We can be mature, that's a good thing, it's important. But we should at the same time believe in God and accept his kingdom with the wonder and the innocence and the faith of a little child. And so I've I've titled this talk, The Wonder of God's Presence. And I want to look at today this attribute of God, but starting at the wonder of is it's first awakened as a child, okay? And so the theological term that we're looking at today is the omnipresence of God. If you're into that kind of thing, it um, means that God is everywhere. Not only is he here, but he's over there, and he's here, and he's everywhere. That's the omnipresence of God. He's, he's here, but he's around the world, and he's everywhere. And we know that he's not just everywhere. We know that he's actually a very personal God who's with me. And presence really, really matters to children. Presence, not just the T-S, presence, but presence that way really matters. You ever have a, a little child, if he's ever by himself in a home and he hears the creaking or a noise, he gets freaked out by it. But if an adult is there, all of a sudden the creaking and the little noise doesn't really shake them as much. They're, they're okay because they know that somebody else is with them. And so we, we know that, that, that presence is very, very important. I hope you guys can understand my accent this morning. Presence, not presence, T-S, uh, okay, but I hope you can. Um, so recently, my little one, my, oh, no, the older one, Abdiel, um, this week, not this week, a couple weeks ago, he came to our room in the middle of the night. Daddy, can I sleep with you? And I said, no. And he said, I'm scared. I heard a noise. I said, go back to sleep. 
He's like, no, Dad, can I sleep with you? I said, your brother's in the same room. He's not afraid. Go back in there. Daddy, please, no, go back to sleep. And so what did my older son do? He started crying really loud. And so I was trying to keep it quiet, but he woke up my wife, and he woke up the little, the little one. And so what did I do? Okay, okay, sleep right here. Go on, the, get on the floor and sleep on the floor right there if you want to. And so that's what he did. And then he woke up really early in the morning. He's, Dad, you want to go downstairs and play? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Go back to sleep. So presence really matters to a child. And when a little kid awakens to the wonder of God's presence, they say things like, God is not only there, but he's here. He's with me. He's a with me God. God is actually with me, and it makes all the difference in the world. In Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, and I love the promise from God, and this is what God says. God says, so do not fear, for, where am I? Everybody help me out. God says, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you up with my righteous right hand. Do not fear, God says, for I am with you. Hebrews 13.5, God promises, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. We don't have to be afraid if we have this childlike faith uh, to believe that my God is always with me. And when we believe that he's with us, when we truly internalize it, suddenly, suddenly so we have this confidence and we don't worry so much about what happens to us because we know that God is with us and he's for us and he's working in all things to bring about good. We awaken to the wonder of God's presence like a child who believes that God is with me. And it's like when I was growing up, I always had a smaller frame, if you will, growing up. Um, You know, now as we have our kids, we get told by the doctor what percentile they're in, right? And I'm pretty sure that I was in the lower end of the percentile, like my kids are as well, but I was probably in the even lower than them. That means that, you know, they'll tell you you're in the 10th percentile. And what that means, according to the developmental age of the child, there's a bell curve and you're in the 10%. So 90% of the children at your age are developing at a different state than you are physically a lot bigger. And so I always had a smaller frame growing up. And so as a result, it kind of encouraged me to get picked on. People would pick on me and bully me, right? But God was so faithful to me because it never ever failed that whenever I would get picked on, there would always be the biggest kid in the school, whether it be a male or female, but it'd always be the biggest person in the school would always stand up to my defense, always. And so, you know, I kind of developed this confidence when I would have the bigger person, the biggest person usually with me. It, 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 you know, I would bring the mouth and they would bring the brawn, you know, they'd bring the muscle. I would bring the mouth. Oh yeah, I would get all this confidence, you know, in me like I was this little thing, but I could talk a whole big bunch. And, and so for some reason it feels like it's carried on a little bit. But, but anyway, so, so the big person would come and all the, I would get this confidence that I don't have have to be afraid because I have somebody who's got my back, and, and that's the same thing with God. If we will know this, not just, not just 
you know, intellectually, and I think that's many of us, even though those of us who are committed followers of Jesus, we don't believe this. We don't believe it. We, we, we may have this intellectual knowledge, this on paper, this theological understanding that God is everywhere, but we don't really believe that he is with us. And what we need to understand is that the way that God is with us has actually changed over time in the Bible. In the Old Testament, when God would say, I'm with you, what kind of, what, what did that mean? What, what, what did he mean when he would say, I'm with you? Well, this is, he's kind of like saying, I'm on your side. You're there, and I'm on the sidelines, and I'm, I'm with you. I'm for you. That's kind of how it was in the Old Testament. I'm with you. But then, in the New Testament, the story changes a little bit. In the New Testament, if you've ever read the Christmas story, and I hope you will during this time, it's a really good thing to do is read the Christmas story during this time. I hope you will. You'll awaken to the wonder that Jesus, all of a sudden, when he came, he's called Emmanuel, which means God is what? It's with us. It means that God is with us. So in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh. God dwelt among us as a person of Jesus, and he wasn't just put on our side like in the Old Testament, but then he was physically with us in the person of Jesus, okay? And then he got a whole lot better. After that, it got a whole lot better. Then Jesus gave his life on the cross and he was raised from the dead and he said, all right, I'm gonna send my spirit and I'm not just gonna be with you like I was in the Old Testament. I'm not gonna just be with you physically, not just by your side with my physical presence, but I'm gonna let my spirit dwell within you. That no matter where you are, God will never leave you, nor will he forsake you. And when we awaken to the wonder and we can go back to the faith of a little child and believe that my God is with me and internalize it, you guys, it changes everything. It changes everything. So what I want to do today is I want to make this as simple as I possibly can and talk about that God is with us. And so if God is with us, how can we be with him? How can we just have a moment with God who is always with us? How can we internalize the truth and enjoy the presence of God? How do we have a moment with God? And let me give you for a very simple biblical truth here. And a child would say it like this. Here's how to have a moment with God. So since God is with us, the first thing I want to encourage you to do, every single one of us, is to just talk to him, okay? Learn to talk to God. And the reason I didn't say pray is because I believe that prayer for a lot of us a lot of people, although it's very biblical and it's the same as talking, it's actually sometimes a confusing and intimidating thing. Some people are like, well, I don't know how to pray. I don't know what to say when I pray. What do I call God? Because isn't like the approach, everything, isn't it like so important? Is it Heavenly Father? Is, is it O Sovereign Most Sustainer? What do I call God? And that intimidates some people. And then if, you're, if you've ever been around in, in a prayer meeting, right? Sometimes they change, people change their voices, and they start talking in like a prayer voice. You ever heard that in a prayer meeting? Have you ever noticed that? Like people change when they're in this prayer. Their voices kind of go down a little bit, or they go higher a little bit. Imagine if you took your prayer voice to like a Taco Bell and try to order a burrito that way. It would just be a little different, wouldn't you say? And so for me, I was really intimidated because I'd go to prayer meetings, and I would hear people pray for like hours, 
and stuff. And I'm not, I'm not like that. I mean, I have a very short attention, like three minutes span attention. And so my mind starts wandering. And, and if I start, then I start like praying. I start to stutter. And, and I'm trying to think of what to say. And the people that are with me, I can tell they start getting a little, you know, bored. And, and I feel like I'm getting bored. And I feel like God is getting bored. And I feel like God is saying, land the plane already, you know. And so, you know, so what I do is that I just want to encourage all of us to make it as simple as we can and awaken to the wonder that God is with us and we can just talk to him. Talk to him like we would a friend. In fact, I love the way that David phrased this in his prayer, in his prayer life to God. He said this in Psalm 54 too. He said to God, hear my prayer, O God. Listen to the words of my mouth. I'm just talking to you, God. Listen to the words, just talk to God forever. I felt guilty because I didn't have like this one hour a day prayer time with God and I'm supposed to be like Pastor Abdi and I don't have, you know, a prayer time. But what I've learned is I actually pray way more just having an ongoing conversation with God throughout the day. It's kind of like I would text a friend. The, the, the short spurts of communication with God. Hey God, what should I do about this? God, I know that you're my strength. I need your strength right now. Hey God, what do you want me to say right now? Hey God, thank you for the opportunity to work on this and work with this person. How, how God, do you want me to do this? Show me what to do next. And it's just this ongoing time with God. Hey God, I'm, I'm praying for this person. Hey God, w- would you just work in their life? It's just this ongoing communication with God. Talk to him. And I'm trying to instill that in my kids. We pray all the time. I lost, you know, my toy, puppy, my Lego. All right, let's pray about it. Let's ask God to help us, you know. And you may say in your mind, well, what do I talk about? I'm not really sure. I don't know what to talk about. Well, listen, Paul, he told this to the Philippians, to these people in this city called Philippi. He said something that really gives us good direction of what to talk about. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, he said, don't worry about anything. Instead, what should you pray about? Everybody, let's say it together. You should pray about everything. Pray about, so what does that include when it says everything? Pray about your geometry exam. I know it's finals week for, for some college students, right? Can I hear a yes? Yes, for some college students, we got to pray about that exam. Pray about your hamster that got out of the cage again, right? Pray about what to get the person for Christmas who has everything. I'm not sure. Pray about your marriage that's not going so well, right? Pray about how to deal with your difficult cousin that comes to you at Christmas time because everybody has a difficult cousin, right? And if you don't think you have a difficult cousin, guess what? You're the difficult cousin because everybody has one, all right? And so pray about everything. And then scripture says that we, you should just simplify it. Tell, tell God that verse. Tell God what you need. You just talk to God because he is with you. You talk to him and you thank him for all, all that he has done. Verse 7 says, then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything that we can understand because my God is with me. I will talk to him. How do I have a moment with God? Just talk to him. The second thing a child would tell you to do is, hey, since you're gonna talk to him, you know what you should do too? Number two is listen to him. Listen to him because I'm sure he has a lot to say. You wanna write that down? You can. Listen to God. In fact, Deuteronomy verse 30, verse 20, uh, chapter 30, verse 20, it tells us this. Listen to God's voice and hold fast to him, for the Lord 
is your life. Listen to God's voice. Now, I know a lot of people that even committed followers of Christ who would say, well, you know what? I've never heard God's voice before. I'm listening, but you know, I've, I'm waiting for the Morgan Freeman encounter when he talked to Jim Carrey and Steve Carell. I'm waiting for that. And you know what I mean? Some of us are waiting for that moment where God speaks to us and in his voice and we're like, hey, would you just speak to us? I believe that God can still speak to us any way that he wants to because he's God, right? He can do whatever he wants, but God speaks in so many other ways. And I really truly believe that if we have any kind of prayer life with God, that we should spend more time listening to him than talking. How does God speak? Well, unquestionably, unquestionably, the best and most reliable way that God speaks is through his word. And when we read his word, he'll speak to us. I promise he'll speak to us. When we make it a part of our daily life, he'll speak to us and we'll hear more. For I don't know how many years I've been reading the Bible, probably since I was 13 years old and I'm about to be 42 in February. And so almost every single year I've read the Bible through and through. In one year I'll read the whole Bible, okay? And I'll tell you, I'll pick a different version of the Bible just to kind of spice it up for myself a little bit, but just to keep it fresh. And I can't tell you how many times I have picked out the reading of the day. And when I pick it out, it's right for where I am at, at that moment in my life. I'm like, wow, this was like planned out before I even knew what I was going to read. And God knew that this passage today was for me right now. And it's amazing how God comforts and he guides us through his word. And it's something that he planned out. He speaks to us through his word. He can speak through people. He may give us wisdom from a friend or from a parent or from a, a student leader. He might give us wisdom or from a song you hear on the radio, right? He can speak to us through circumstances. He, it may have been like, well, I thought I was supposed to do this, but obviously the door closed, so I guess I'm not supposed to do that anymore, right? He's directing us somewhere else. God can speak to us through his spirit. If we're a follower of Christ, we're spiritually connected with God, and his spirit now dwells within us. Somehow it internally speaks to us, it prompts us, it guides us, and we learn to recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit. Now some of us would say, well, that's kind of creepy. I, I, I don't even know how that works. Well, let me share about the most simple thing that we can do, and just in case you don't think God speaks or you've ever heard God's voice, do this today. Okay, get a piece of paper, get a pen or pencil, and, and just pray this out loud. Say, God, would you, who, God, who would you like me to pray for? Who do you want me to pray for, God? And then, shh, let's practice one more time on the count of three. One, two, three, shh, and just listen. And watch how all of a sudden all these names pop up in your head. I was driving this morning on the way to church. I said that. God, who do you want me to pray for? Names popped in my head. And then write those names down. Now, if you want to be blessed, not only do you write the names down, ask this second prayer. The second prayer is, God, what do you want me to pray for? Okay? And ask God. And watch how things all of a sudden start coming to your mind. Now, if you want to be even more blessed, like you want to put a cherry on top of that moment, okay, God, reach out to them. Okay, God, I'm going to text them. I'm going to let them know, hey, I was just thinking about you this morning, and I prayed for you. And I can't tell you how many times people, were, it happened to me this morning. I texted someone this morning, praying for you this morning. I'm thinking about you. 
I got a text right back. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for thinking about me. You have no idea what I'm going through. And you're like, wow, I, I think I was just hearing from God right there. I think I just heard from God, I tell you. Suddenly, when we get used to being directed by his word, we start to ask him questions throughout the day. And we're doing life with him, and we're hearing his voice. And as we go, it's kind of like, it's kind of like this, all right? I used to be a really big fan. I have this thing in my ear now. But I used to be a really big fan of those Bluetooth wireless um, earpieces. You know what I'm talking about? I, I have... A bunch, I've collected a bunch of them over the years because I was a really big fan. So, you know, whenever, they never really worked as good as you hoped for. So you're like always waiting for the next one to come out that says and promises. So I, I whenever they do a museum for like Bluetooth earpiece speak, I have a bunch to donate. I, I just, I've collected many over the years. And so the only drawback is that when you have it and you're in a public place and you're trying to have a conversation with someone and people look at you like, who are you talking to, you know? Um, and so, so I have actually had, um, it actually happened to me. I got, I got done with my Bluetooth earpiece years ago, and I was not too long ago at the airport uh, going to use the bathroom, and I went to the urinal, and usually, just FYI, in case you're a girl, you don't know this, guy bathrooms are normally very quiet. We don't talk in the bathroom. I know girls might. We don't. They're, they're, uh, uncomfortably quiet. Usually you don't say anything. It's very rare that anybody will talk to you in the bathroom. It's usually a very quiet operation. And so I was in the urinal, and I'm doing my thing, and I'm looking forward. You either look forward or you look down, but you don't ever look to the side, you know? And so you're there, and we're doing our business, and all of a sudden this person next to me starts talking. And I'm like, I'm not supposed to look, so I'm just like, discreetly, like, is he talking to me, you know, and, uh, and he keeps talking, I'm like, I, I guess he's waiting for a response, so I start to talk back, and he keeps talking, I'm like, wait, who is he talking to, and I'm like, but I don't want to look, but who is he talking to, and I noticed as he left that he had a little piece in his ear, and so that's what happens a lot of times, uh, we, we, it, it's, it's like that with God, it's kind of like how it is with God, that the longer we walk with God, and the more we realize he's with us, we don't just talk to him, but we listen to him, and he guides us, and he gives us direction. And I love the way it's phrased in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ear will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. So we talk to him, number one. Number two is what? Are we awake this morning? Number two is listen to him. All right? Listen, because our God is with us. Now, we also write this down. We also receive from him. We receive, because our God is with us, we receive from him. The problem is that many of us as adults, we don't know how to receive. We have a problem with receiving from God. We don't even know how to receive from other people very well. We're like so full of pride. We're like, yeah, I can give, I can give, I can give, but when it comes, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. No, no, no. Thank, you don't have to do that. No, no, no. Please don't. Don't. And so we have a problem receiving. How many of us are a little bit like that? Raise your hand. We have a little bit of problem receiving. I know I do. I see some hands in the back. Um, I got one or two takers over here. One, okay. All right. We have a problem receiving. It's hard for us, but does a little kid have a problem receiving? absolutely what you want to give me more gifts bring it on right come on as many as you can bring me i'll take them all i'll take go ahead uh you know for us we're like no i'm not worthy of that please give that to someone they're like no bring it for me yes give me more so what does the kid say bring it on 
And they love to receive. They know how to receive. And with a childlike faith in the presence of God, we learn to receive from him. Now this week, as I was preparing for this message, I looked up all the scriptures that you could find about the presence of God. I knew we were gonna talk about it, and I asked myself, what does God give us when he's present? What does God give us when he's present? And let me tell you a few things that I remember that God will give us if we will, we will receive from him. God's presence, it gives us courage when we're afraid. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Because why? Because God's presence is with us. God's presence, it gives us strength when we're weak. God's presence, he's so good, he gives us rest when we're weary. Some of us, we're worn out, we're exhausted. And in his presence, he gives us a very real spiritual rest. God's presence, it gives us comfort when we're hurting. And that's the point that I wanna land on for just a moment right now because I believe in my own life, so many people I love right now are going through a very significant pain, significant hurt in their life. And many of us right now, we're going through trials and struggles and we're in some type of agony. And what I want us to understand that we can literally receive from God even now because God is with us. He will comfort us. And I want to show you a couple of verses that are very personal to me. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3, and also at the beginning of verse 4, it says this, praise be to the God of what? Everybody, this, say this aloud. Praise be to the God of all comfort. Who does what? Who comforts us in all of our troubles. Praise be to the God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our troubles. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what you're going through right now. I know there's any number of different things that at, at any moment in time, we just stop and we awaken to the truth that we are in his presence because he is with us and our God can comfort us. He is the God of all comfort and he can comfort us in all of our troubles. He went on to say this in Isaiah chapter 66, verse 13. And I love this metaphor. As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. Which I'm so glad to see that it says mother there. Because, and it doesn't say dad, right? Because I know how my dad was when I got hurt, right? I would slip and hurt my knee and I'd go to my dad. And if I were to say, dad, I hurt my knee, my dad would be like, grab some dirt rub on it, get back outside and get it done, you know? But mom, I go to mom, I'm like, mom, I hurt my knee. What does she do? She, oh, my little baby, come over here. Let me see how it is. And you know, she just does all this. And that's what God wants to do to us. He wants to comfort us like a mother comforts a child. And I love that. There have been so many times when I needed God's comfort in my life. Many times when I needed reassurance that God's presence is with me when things in my life didn't go the way I prayed for or things didn't go the way I anticipated and I'm feeling down or discouraged. It's in those times that I learn in what God, and, and I lean into what God is doing and I learn to see him working and I wait on God and I seek him. There are times when I really need God's presence in my life and I'll just spend some time with God, some time with God, some, some time with him and sometimes, you guys, it's not enough. I'll spend time with God and it's not enough. And then I have to, you know, carve out some more time with God and, 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 and spend some time with him. It's like any relationship, you guys. 
any relationship we have, you want to get close to God, what do you got to do? You spend time with him. And there are times that we have to spend more times in his presence than others. And that's what we do here when we do our first Fridays. We worship. We spend more time. It's, it's, it's a concentrated time where we just spend time in his presence. And here at Doral Vineyard, we love God's presence. We love God's presence. Can somebody say yes? It is very important to us. We need his presence, and we believe that his presence, in his presence, not only is there fullness of joy, but in his presence, this presence of God, it's available to us when we spend time with him. That's why our vision here at our church is to create environments where God's presence is, is intentionally invited and where a desire for following Christ and obeying him more fully are attractive, nurtured, and celebrated. Can somebody say yes? That's why I came up here and I said, come Holy Spirit. Because we believe God's presence is here and he wants to touch us and change us. And I say this to say that if any of us today are hurting, if we'll stop, the God of all comfort will comfort us in our trials. Receive from him because he is with me. Because he is with me. He'll comfort me as a mother comforts her child. That's how good our God is when we believe it. My God is with me. Because he's with me, I'm going to talk to him all day long, all the time. Because he's with me, I'm going to listen to him. Because he's with me, I'm going to receive from him as he ministers to me. And the fourth thing that I want to tell you is, because my God is with me, I'm going to enjoy his presence. I'm going to enjoy his, his goodness and enjoy his presence. How many of you notice it's so much more fun to enjoy something with someone that you love. Raise your hand, right? You, you enjoy it so much more. You've got something really fun. You're probably, when you're by yourself, it's not as much fun. But if you're enjoying it with, with something fun with someone else, all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, this is so cool. I remember I went to Paris some years ago. I was in Paris, and I told myself at the top of the Eiffel Tower, I will never come back here again. I said, not unless I have somebody to share this moment with this. Paris, one of the most romantic cities in the world, and I was by myself. And I'm like, I'm never doing this again. And I did everything in Paris. I went to see Mona Lisa up close, everything. I did the whole thing. It was awesome. I had a great time. The match, everything. It was great, but I'll never do it again. Not unless I have somebody to share that moment with me. And so when we awaken to the wonder that God is with us, suddenly we can enjoy everything that we enjoy with God. We can enjoy it with God. And he gives us, the one who gave us everything, we enjoy it so much better. And when we enjoy him more and enjoy life more, and we start to realize we're driving to work, and there's this awesome sunrise, and we're like, hey God, you did that. I love it. Thank you for doing that for me. He did it for our enjoyment. And so thank you for doing it for me. And you enjoy it so much more when you have these conversations with God. I love it. I love it, Lord. And you start saying, God, I'm about to have this presentation in a few minutes, will you be with me? And God just helps you. All of a sudden, you're done, and you're like, wow, thank you, God. You helped me through that. That was awesome. I love it. God, it was fun to do it, but it was even funner with you. When you're with me, it's so much more funner. And then we say, well, hey, believe, uh, I, I believe that the person needs something that God, need, that, that God has for them, and you start to pray for them, and, and all of a sudden, they get touched by God. It's fun to be used by God. It's fun to enjoy moments with God. It's because he created those moments for us to enjoy them. 
And then God gives us something to say and we minister to people and we're like, oh God, this is awesome. You're like, you're using me to make a difference in this person's life. And then we come to church and we're like, God, you're here and I love my church and your presence and oh, I gotta serve with the kids' church today. I love it. Or I get to serve with the students today and minister to teenagers and oh God, we're gonna do it together. I love this. This is awesome. We enjoy life with God because he's with us and we enjoy what we love even more when we're with someone we love, and hopefully we don't love anyone more than we love God, right? Everybody say yes. All right, and when we awaken to the wonder that he is with us, it changes us. Life changes, you guys. Let me give a couple of verses that I believe are so helpful. Psalm 16, verse 11. Psalm 16, verse 11. David said this, you have made known to me the path of life, and you will fill me with joy. God, you will fill me with joy. Where do you fill me with joy? Someone help me. It says you will fill me with joy where? In your presence. My God is with me with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Solomon said this in Proverbs chapter 8, verse 30. This would be a great verse. I mentioned last week some verses that if you wanted to get a tattoo, you should get, this would be one of those right there, or at least commit it to memory. He said, I was filled with delight. How often? He said, I was filled with delight day after day. Imagine that, you guys. Day after day. Day after day, you're filled with delight. Rejoicing. How often? He said, rejoicing what? Always in what? God's presence. What if we could say that, you guys? What if we could say that? I, I was filled with delight day after, do day after day, rejoicing always in his presence because my God is with me. How do we have a moment with God? We have a moment with God when we awaken to the wonder that he's with me. So I talk to him like I would a friend. I listen to him and I become wise. I receive from him because he's the God of all comfort. And I enjoy him because he's with me. Now, don't miss the power of this, okay? If we can have a moment with God where we truly awaken to the wonder that he's with me, if we have a moment, if we can have a moment with God, guess what else we could have, you guys? We could have a moment, we could have a minute with God, can't we? If we have one moment with God, we can have a minute with God. And then we could have maybe more than one minute with God. And before you know it, we have an hour with God. And then we can have more than just one hour with God. We can have several hours with God. And all of a sudden, it becomes what? A day with God. And then you just don't have one day with God. You have a couple days with God. And all of a sudden, it becomes what? A week with God. And then you have this week where you walk in in this presence and this knowledge and enjoying God's presence with you. And you just don't just have a week with God. You can have maybe a couple weeks with God. And before you know it, you have a year with God. A year with God, with knowing that God is listening to you, that you're listening to him, that you're receiving from him, that you're enjoying his presence. You have a year with God, and then you have a, a couple years with God. Before you know it, you have a lifetime with God. You have a whole lifetime with God. Are you guys seeing this? You can have a whole lifetime in the presence, with the presence, enjoying God's presence with your life. 
and nobody clapped for that. I thought that was really awesome. And so when we awaken to the wonder that my God is with me, thank you for the (laughs) polite clap, Um, when we don't worry what happens to us because we know our God is with us, that he's working in us, then nothing can separate us from his love. That trouble is that, or the hardships that come, their nakedness, the peril, the famine, or their sword. Paul said it this way. He said, nothing can separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you, says the Lord my God. So do not fear. Why? For I am with you. And we got this this larger than life entity who's got our back, who's always with us. He's always with us. And and I've got to just say amen to myself because that is some good stuff here this morning. My God will never leave me and he will never forsake me. And he's just not everywhere. And he's not just the all-powerful and the all-knowing, but he's very, very personal, and he loves me so much that he's with me, and he loves us so much that he's with us, and that is our God. When we have the faith like a child and believe that our God is with us, 